I am your host, Big Mike, back for another episode. It has been a crazy week in sports, uh, and we are here to recap it for you. It's the Mad Producer podcast, po- podcast Poppy in the building. It's a two man. It's a two man game tonight, and we're gonna have some fun. There's a lot, a lot to talk about. Let's get into it. Anthony is still on his sabbatical. Rises in the shadow realm, and and James is sick. So we will keep this train going, and we will get right to it. At the time of this recording. Go ahead, Dylan. Breaking news. Let's hit the music. I broke. I broke. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news. Breaking news. I broke this news in the group chat uh, early, early in the morning because I woke up to take a piss and I saw that at four thirty in the morning on eleven uh, November first, the year of our Lord, twenty twenty three, that Mark Davis, the Las Vegas Raiders, fired head coach Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler of their duties, of their duties, and then later on in the day, they fired offensive coordinator as well. Which still doesn't make sense to me because he didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, the Raiders did that thing that where they fired somebody too late. And they gave somebody control of a franchise that didn't deserve control of the franchise. Who has never proven anything in his career to be a worthy head coach or a good leader in any capacity. And I had to let Anthony sit here and tell me how wrong I was about hiring McDaniels for less than two years at this point from the date of the hiring because he is a believer of the Patriot way. The Patriot way doesn't exist. That's why whenever a Patriot assistant or ex-Patriot players go Outside of that Patriot bubble, that echo chamber, they are horrendous. Except we have Mike heard Vrabel. Mike Vrabel is not a from the coaching tree of there. And then when he left uh, New England as a player and played in Kansas City, he really only played there for a handful of years and was like the old guy linebacker. <laughs> so. If you're going to count Vrabel as a Belichick tree, that's crazy. Don't do that. That's not true at all. <laughs> he never just, coached there. <laughs> just, trying, just trying to take a shot at Belichick. But well, you could take a shot at Belichick because Vrabel's not his. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have heard many a story about how Josh McDaniels in Denver all those years ago was a terrible leader to those guys there and treated his players like shit. And I think the biggest reason Derek Carr wasn't brought back was because he was actually like a great leader and Josh McDaniels knew he would never have control of the locker room because of that, because mm-hmm. Derek is so respected throughout the organization and through the NFL and by his peers, by his peers, Derek Carr is a great dude and a great leader. And then even when asked about this, he's like, my heart goes out to Josh and David and I, I'm putting out nothing but love to all my friends over there who are dealing with another change. And again, Derek Carr, franchise leading leader in touchdown passes and and like every major quarterback category, 
it, it completely got disrespected. So you get the the real adult out of the room, and then your best players are outwardly bad mouthing the organization. Where Anthony would be like, "Oh no, they're fine. They want to be Raiders. They want to be. They don't." Josh Jacobs can't wait to get out of there. Josh Jacobs. The the part that Anthony is not going to like to hear is the second there's a new person in charge, Jacobs is gone. Devontae's probably going to trade in the offseason. And they're going to probably try to find something for Max Crosby. The three Bugattis that you have in your organization are probably going to be gone. Wild. And the Jets already were trying to trade for Devontae Adams yesterday. I just don't understand why this wasn't done before the trade deadline. So they can decide what they want to do. That I don't understand. Why wait until the trade deadline's over to to get rid of these guys? Because so, bad franchises do bad franchise things. So let, let we get back to the the firing part, right? So McDaniel gets fired, shitty coach, uh, terrible offense, yada yada yada. There's still a lot of problems here. You put Antonio Pierce in charge of the team. He, Anthony's hoping this is a hoping this is a Rick Biscaccia type thing. Antonio Pierce has never been a head coach in in college, high school. No, he was high school. He was a head coach. Never been a head coach in college. He's always been a linebacker coach and like an assistant to the assistant head coach. So I don't know what they think he's going to do as their head coach because without the experience, his who knows anything about his time management. Who knows, like, he's a personnel guy on the defense. He's literally their linebacking coach. I don't understand what they're doing. And then they fired the offensive coordinator. Josh McDaniels was the play caller. So why are you taking the offensive coordinator's job away? He didn't do anything. He's He literally would get sit there and give, like, ideas to Josh for play calls. And Josh was like, no, 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 go fuck yourself. I got it. Like, wh- what are we doing here? So now... The guy calling the plays for them is a is the quarterback coach who is known to be an Adam Gase assistant. And I also don't know if Anthony understands this either, because Anthony's to the moon. He thinks every like we're gonna spark a playoff run. He actually said playoffs today. Playoff run. And I'm I tried to tell him he needs to temper his expectations because this is not what you think it's going to be. You have a bunch of guys who have no experience running the offense. That's still pre-installed by McDaniels. Like you can't change an offensive game plan that you guys spent all off season in the year before working on this offense and getting rid of these guys. Doesn't fix your offensive line problem. Right? Like Jimmy, ate a, lot of sack on Monday against Detroit. They, yes, he did. He, they put in Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell sees he feels pressure worse than Jimmy, from what I saw. So you ha- you don't have a quarterback. Nobody wants to be on your team. The Raiders are going to try to make a splash for a head coach. And do you want to know who I think it's going to be? I have an idea, but go ahead. No, 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 I, I, let's not refer back to me <laughs> hoping Adam Gase is going to be the head coach because <laughs> nothing would make me happier than if Adam Gase was the head coach of the Raiders. 
and watch Anthony have to sit there and try to convince me of all people that Adam Gase is a good head coach. I think they're going to go all in on uh, Harbaugh. I mean, it it would be there. I think because... they're going to go all in on Harbaugh while he's dealing with this investigation. Yeah, he's flirting. He's tiptoeing with that get fired line right now. It's it's either going to be Harbaugh or it's going to be uh, Lincoln Riley. Because word on the street is Lincoln Riley is trying to dodge moving to the Big Ten. Because he doesn't recruit defense. It's not. And he's looking to try to that hit the ride to be. Caleb Williams. That school shouldn't be in the Big Ten anyway. USC is a is a prominent school. There's no affiliate. Why would USC be? The Big Ten is Midwest U. Like, well, USC the Pac-12 would, doesn't exist anymore. So you got to go somewhere. But they could have gone to the Big 12. The Big 12 didn't want them. That's foolish. And USC is a, a is a powerhouse program. So I think it's a good move to go there. You get the same level of competition. But Lincoln Riley dodged the SEC, and he's trying to dodge the Big 10. So any team that may have a vacancy that could possibly in the running for Caleb Williams, he's going to be looking at. Uh, but... I think they're going on one of those and it's going to be kind of the same thing we saw with Sean Payton where Roz is one of those guys like, Oh, you got to throw everything at Harbaugh. Who says Harbaugh is going to be a good coach? Like it's been a while since he's been, it's been a while since he's coached adults and he was in a great situation in San Fran. This is, this is a bad job to take. He he did build that, that franchise though. That defense was already there. That's the. But difference. it wasn't like they was winning before he got there. They no, were not. he. They won two games less than what he won when he first started there. So you don't think Harbaugh had anything to do with that team turnaround? No, no, no. I think it definitely helped change stuff. But he inherited a lot of great pieces. So like the talent was there, it just needed to be used, and the team I don't think was as bad. The problem is Harbaugh left San Fran right when they got rid of all those players. <laughs> right when like Navarro Bowman, Vernon Davis, Frank Gore, Cap, uh, Crabtree, all those guys. When all those guys started leaving, he dipped out. So we never really got to see him outside of like an elite team in the NFL. And this Raiders job is a bad job. It depends. It depends. This is a bad job. If you don't get rid of everybody and you just look at this team on paper, there's talent on this team. But there's a lot of work that needs to be done to it. There's work that that needs to be done, but there's talent. It's not like, like Carolina is, there's nothing there. Like that's built. He's building that. There's something, there's stuff there. He's building that franchise from from rubble. They I have a good foundation building, there. I don't think you're building the Raiders from rubble. They need a uh, quarterback. They need a quarterback and an offensive line and just better play calling. And there's talent there. Myers can play. Jacoby Myers can play. Jacobs Jacoby Myers can play. 
Devontae is still there. Max Crosby is still there. Like, there's talent. There's talent on that team. The problem is it just that, needs to be formed. Like, that defense is Max Crosby and like bags of shit. They need to <laughs> like, work. I'm not saying they, they don't need work. They, they they are not very like they made some good plays against Detroit to like keep them from scoring, but like there's a lot of work that needs to be done on that defense. And that offensive line is dog shit. And Jacobs and Devontae already want to be out. So you're gonna lose one of them because I think Devontae's gonna do that thing that Randy did before he got traded where he just kind of just like, I'm just not here, bro. Like, I'm sick of this. I just don't want to be here. And if that happens, there's no turning back and they're going to have to eat that. And if they're going to do that full reset, you might as well get, find Devontae home, find Max home, eat that salary. So the next year you have money, this job screams, Steve Wilkes is going to get this job and get fired after a year. think they're getting rid of max crosby necessarily that's like max crosby's young you might want to keep him but if he starts voicing displeasure because he's the only one who really hasn't said anything he's the only like star player on the team who hasn't said anything well i mean that could be a good thing maybe he's a Derek carr-esque well Derek carr would come out and just be like would defend the organization or the locker room. You got Josh Jacobs getting asked, oh, what does the team have to do to be more productive? And he goes, that's not my job. You they have Devontae hate, Adams just sitting there's like, hate, I don't know what to say. They hate Josh McDaniels. He is gone. Listen, I, and I'm going to push back on your Antonio uh, Pierce. All you got to do is all I'm sure he's looking for an opportunity. You never know. He might be a good coach. There's a lot of Mike Tomlin was a special teams coach, had never done anything in his life. And now he's a Hall of Fame coach. Like, I don't want to just poo-poo it. Like, there's no way that maybe they stumbled upon a good coach. Because that's I, entirely possible. You I'm gonna look at this in the same lens we looked at the Jeff Saturday signing last year. I mean and if you remember correctly how we were looking on the Jeff Saturday thing, we all shat on it. The part, the difference with the Jeff Saturday thing, though, was he had never even been an assistant coach. He literally was sitting on ESPN and then was the head coach the next day. Pierce has been an assistant NFL coach. This year. He's a, that's still more experience. <laughs> still more experience. Still, you're he's putting been a lot a, he's on been the a consultant. He's a Super Bowl winning player. Like, let's. I'm not saying he's gonna come out here and be Bill Belichick, but I'm not gonna sit here and say he's just automatically gonna be trash. Like, I think he has I, too much I, stacked I, up against him, and this is not the opportunity he's looking for. You never know. His his mentality may be just keep it simple, and that might be just what this team needs. Just keep it simple. Let's not try and do all this extra stuff. We know what we have. Let's just drive these Bugattis and see what happens. Try to get I, the morale in the room up because that is that needs to be done, and I think he can do that. You never know. Yeah, all I'm saying is you never know. They're not going to the playoffs, but I I think they're lucky if they get like four more wins. 
I know actually wow. three more wins. I'd be very like Anthony's overlooking opponents. And I'm like, you are not in any position to be overlooking anybody with a rookie quarterback, a guy who's never called plays before an offense. That's not very good. An offensive line. That's bad. A head coach without the experience of in-game coaching and situational awareness that you kind of just get after being a actual head coach for a while. Hope and again, that staff around them isn't very good. So I, I'm thinking Antonio Pierce is gonna be getting a lot of bad advice from his staff. That's there. So that's more so why I'm not giving Antonio Pierce a chance. And it's not because of him. It's because he just doesn't have the experience and he's got a lot of dog shit around him. That's more so where it's coming from. Because I think Antonio Pierce deserves like I think former players that are assistants deserve better shots on staffs. And I would love to see Antonio Pierce, if he's not on this Raiders staff next year, to go and be with in Houston with D'Amico Ryans. And mm-hmm. go go with uh whoever the defensive coordinator is in San Fran and be a linebacker's coach. If Jeff Ulbrich leaves the Jets to go be a head coach somewhere next year bring him in as part of the staff. Like, I think those are guys that you need to bring in and have there. It's just I, the Raiders coaching job. Again, I just don't think is a good job. We're going we're gonna to see. I, I just don't think that they will be an embarrassment. I think they will play hard. They will, they have enough talent to be competitive in games. Will they win? I don't think so. I don't know. I, I would love to see them I, score. I don't think they will be an embarrassment. Listen, I hope they lean on running the football. I hope they lean. That's on what they the need, football. and I think they are going to lean on running the football. That's why I'm saying that don't don't count them out because I think they're going to lean on running the football, and they have a top ten running back. Mm-hmm. So now I know their offensive line is trash, but when you have a top offensive ten running back, love love run block. exactly, and it's a momentum thing when they can just. Know that all I gotta do is hike, push. Listen, like don't don't count them out because you open play action with those two Bugattis that they got on the side. Hey, listen, hey, I, you know. Nah, it, I'm, I'm counting them out because you can't just go through a firing mid season and think shit's just gonna work. Uh, I'm just, I just can't buy into it. I hope, and I then hope you right because it's both New York teams, where the strength of both of those teams is the weakness of the Raiders. Yeah. Well, the so, Jets, the like, Giants don't blitz too. Ah, well, they, what they are you blitz. talking about? They they blitz. They Wink blitz. Martindale is a zero blitz mastermind. It's gonna be rough, but the Giants can't score, so they'll be in the game. Well, Daniel Jones is playing, so that helps. That helps, and that's not a uh, Danny DeVito. <laughs> it's the most Italian kid I've ever seen. Because uh, man, they they couldn't do shit, but. To think he, that you're going to go play against the Jets defense with that team is also like, ah, I watched the Chargers defense fucking sack you guys fucking 40 times. Our defense is better than theirs. <laughs> so uh, and that's tough. Anthony said he's like, yep, 21 to fucking eight against the Giants. Maybe the Giants just need to play a bad defense. Who knows? No Darren Waller, but hey, maybe the Giants just need to play a bad defense. We saw Jameer Gibbs light him up. Saquon Barkley, do your job. Actively rooting for the Giants. Just so I could tell Anthony I told you so. 
And I think the Texas Rangers may have just won the World Series because they just had a ground ball base hit and the ball went under the outfielder's glove and rolled all the way to the to the wall for a two-run triple in the top of the ninth. Yikes. That, that, ladies and gentlemen, could be the straw that broke the camel's back. Oh, that is that is tough to watch. That's that's it, because that's just a single. That's that's probably bases loaded, no outs. It's still a one-run game. Maybe you can sneak your way out of it. Now it's three nothing. Runner on third, no outs. This game is over. <laughs> the air just went out of the building. Whatever air was left in this building is gone. So speaking of the Jets and the Giants, would you like to talk about your experience this weekend? Not really. Not really. Uh, Jets, Giants, if you was with us last week, me and Roz went to the game. I mean, we had a good time. It was a downfall, downpour the entire game. I was drenched, cold, and the Giants still managed to have the lead. Got a fourth down stop with a minute and some change left. And on fourth down, instead of go fourth and one, instead of going for it to ice the game, they went for the kick. And that angle does not even do it justice. Being there live, he completely shanked that kick. You want to know why he shanked it? That guy. That guy right there jumped the fucking center and just disrupted it completely. Because if he would have went head on, that's a block. Uh, for his second missed kick of the night, of the he day. He hadn't, hadn't missed multiple field goals in a game in like five years. But And then the Jets promptly after going 0 for 12 on third down all day got the ball and in 27 seconds got down the field in field goal range. Clocked the ball with one second left. Which was unbelievable. Oh, un-fucking believable because the Jets lose games like this in this fashion all the goddamn time. And for whatever reason, the Jets have the most fourth quarter comeback wins in the NFL this year, which is just unbelievable. The defense is good. We love the defense. Garrett Wilson is also very good. We love Garrett Wilson. Brees Hall is very good. We love Brees Hall. Two run home run Texas Rangers. Five nothing. Do you want to know? <laughs> do you want to know a fun fact, Michael? No. 
did you, <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you anyway. Uh, did you know that I had more positive passing yards than the Giants quarterbacks did? <laughs> I passed for more yards than the Giants quarterbacks. Well, that and I didn't cool. play. <laughs> when the Giants threw the ball, I believe four times in the entire second half. Two for seven uh, was uh, uh, Danny DeVito. Two for seven. And uh, a few of those were screens. They were, they were, the two he completed were uh, in overtime after the Giant fans were chanting, let him throw. Yes, because we were all there watching the Jets stack the box and we were all screaming, they're begging you to run a play action. They're, the Jets who don't blitz just started blitzing all the time. begging you to run a play action. They're daring you to just do it one time. One time. I promise you they will back up if you do it one time. The problem is the in the third quarter, uh, there was a pass that C.J. Mosley tipped. Uh, that would have been a touchdown if it didn't get tipped by Mosley. Like, that was a touchdown. That was the situation. And Dable was like, nope, not doing it again. And then you guys are like, oh, let him throw. And Dable was like, all right, bet. Throw behind the line of scrimmage in overtime. Don't even try to advance the ball. It got to the point where it was predictable. Rods was literally calling out, they're going to give the ball to Saquon. They're going to give the ball to Saquon. They're they gave him like the ball 45 to times. They're going to give the ball to Saquon. Oh, they're throwing it? Guess who they're throwing it? They're throwing it Saquon. to Saquon. They're not doing anything except give the ball to Saquon. The that only non-running back it. who caught a ball was Darren Waller, and then he got hurt. No wide receiver got targeted. Like, because <laughs> Tyrod, Tyrod was running for his life when he, he was, was playing. Running. Because he, he, he didn't complete we a ton. Jo- he caught one pass we were, to Waller. We were joking because we were like, I guess Tyrod is going to have to be Michael Vick today. And then promptly was turning into Michael Vick before our eyes. And then got, and then he got hit. I, then he got hurt. I'll tell you what. The, the, the Jets defense has played Tyrod a bunch over the last couple of years in preseason. And it always ended up like this. If you would have said, hey, Tyrod was going to get hurt against the Jets, I would have said, that's not really a shocker. It happens every time we play him (laughs) because he gets hit so much when we play him. Like in preseason, we played him that first quarter he was playing. He got destroyed. And that basically was the same offensive line that was playing (laughs) in that game. So he was getting killed. I was it sucks to see him go down, though. I didn't want that to happen. That's. Me being the guy I am, I don't root for injuries. Even if I'm playing against a team and I hate the team, I'm not going to root for an injury unless you're Tom Brady. But I was really, like, I knew it was serious immediately when he, like, got up and sprinted off and then immediately left. And it's like, oh, five minutes later, oh, yeah, he's on his way to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Tyrod was the best quarterback on that team, and it sucked for him to do that because Tyrod has never actually lost a job. Nope. Tyrod always loses the job over bullshit. <laughs> so it sucks because Ty- I like Tyrod and he was good for Dable 
But now Dable, Dable looks like he's so in over his head right now. I wouldn't say that. But in how he's handling like the sideline, because last year he wasn't like this. He's actively like freaking out on the sideline and is just they didn't give him the help that they needed. From what I've from what I've heard, this is very much in character for him. The problem was the Giants were winning last year, so you didn't have to see it that often. It's not even that they were winning, they were just being competitive. I was about to say, and the Giants, literally the only game the Giants got blown out in last year was the playoff game to the Eagles. No, the Cowboys. Which Cowboys game? Uh, Both of them. Both of them. The Cowboys beat the dog shit out of the Giants both times they played. They didn't get blown out often. So there's a handful of games. So like the Giants and the Eagles, I think, be promptly beat the shit out of them. But they didn't also didn't play a lot of good football teams last year. I have to look that up now. Yeah, they uh he uh this is him. Like I knew he was a firecracker. I just didn't expect it uh out of these games. And then I know you have Danny DeVito in there. And yes, we know his name's not Danny DeVito, but he it yes, might have it might not we, have mattered. We, we all know his name is not actually Danny DeVito. We know it's, it's, it's Tommy, but like da- it didn't matter if Danny DeVito was back there or Tommy DeVito. It was the same result. <laughs> but like you don't even make a shot to try to advance the ball. Dylan, they lost. Overtime? They lost to the Cowboys by a t- 23 to 16. They lost to the Seahawks 27-13. The Lions beat them 31-18. Then they lost to the Cowboys by eight. Then the Eagles blew them out. And then they lost to the Vikings by three. And then the Eagles blew them out. Okay, so it wasn't the Cowboys. I just remember Jones playing bad in that game, in one of those games. I think it was the first Cowboy game. I remember Jones being awful and Anthony trying to defend Daniel Jones. I was like, he was not good. <laughs> But I digress. Uh, New York's going to, if he keeps coaching games like this, New York's going to kick him out. Because that's the New York way. Then they deserve what they get. Because, you know, the Mara's two years and you're kind of out. And they deserve what they get. Although, they really wasn't wrong with any of those firings, though. They should have never hired those people. No, Bob they McAdoo, shouldn't have. Bob McAdoo should have never been hired. If anything, the GM of the Giants, I think, should be fired. If anything. Yes. Because you didn't give the team... Really, you didn't upgrade the team at all. You, uh, didn't, up, you didn't really upgrade the team. You pissed off the best player. Yeah, you, you you paid Daniel Jones instead of paying Saquon, where you could have just paid Saquon and tagged Jones and see what he gives you. I don't want to give Daniel that much money, though. It's the same thing he would have got, but for one year. So, like, now you're stuck that, with him. Because then if he performs this year, then you have to give him a raise. Because then he's going to want more money. It's, that's the welcome to quarterback world. That's what happens. I'd rather you you do the tag on him and you see if he's still about it. And then if he performs like he's performing right now, you know that, like, hey, we'll just rock with Tyrod 
and then whatever happens happens if we end up with a top 10 pick there's like five quarterbacks in the draft we could just pick one who knows maybe michael Panix jr will fall into your lap the way the giants are playing he still might he, st- he still might because caleb's out <laughs> caleb's out unless the giants go full tank which i don't think they will because that means you just have to fire everybody they're not that that's not gonna happen i i i i don't want dable to get fired i'm gonna preface that with with dable with with that because i like dable i just saying how impatient new york is he would have to lose every game for the rest of the season to get fired if if they were to have a top five pick i think he'd be fired i don't think so I think, I don't think they would so. seriously consider it because I don't think it how what world do we live in where you go from winning a playoff game to then having a top five pick because the Giants are going to scream injuries doesn't even matter what where that's what they're where that's on what, your offensive line the offensive, the line, offensive is line. The, the offensive line is bad healthy the offensive line is bad healthy the offensive line offensive line was, was beat up Saquon missed a few games Daniel Jones missed a few games He's not. Rod's, they would have Rod's to. Rod's over here trying to fire Salah because Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Rod's is also ridiculous. Like, the, but that's the New York fan base, right? Rod's wants Salah fired because we don't know how to find a quarterback. We went and got a quarterback, actually. Like, that's what people forget. We have a quarterback. He just tore his Achilles four games he's, in. He's going to play in about eight weeks. No, he's not. Don't do that. Don't do that. If he steps foot on this field this year, fire everyone. And I will put me on the spot and say that if he plays, fire Douglas, fire Sala, fire everybody, because that's just football malpractice. What are you doing? Don't do that. If the Jets were to make the playoffs, let it rock. There it is, Dylan. I hate to interrupt you. Breaking news, breaking news. World Series champions, and you can take the little chisel that you uh, engrave and stuff on rocks, get your hand little chisel, and cross out that Texas name as a team <laughs> that has never won a World Series. Congratulations to the state of Texas. Congratulations to the Walker Texas Rangers. Shout out to Chuck Norris. <laughs> Shout out to Chapman for getting a ring. Montgomery for getting a ring. Fuck Chapman. My, my favorite part about Chapman pitching is they just didn't use him as a closer. <laughs> they used him <laughs> they just, as a setup, man. They just used him as a setup, and I was like... But they have a very good closer. Yeah, that's what I was like. They used him as a setup. I was like, I would have loved to watch Chapman close out some of these games and watch him crumble. But just to prove a point. <laughs> just to prove a point. But if he did, even if he did mess up, they're like, oh, just pull him out and put the better pitcher in. So shout out to them. But... Yeah, New York fans are fickle. Uh, I still think the Giants have a chance against the Raiders. I think if Jones can play, if Darren Jones plays, I think they're going to win. Without Waller, well, Jones couldn't find Waller to begin with. So what the fuck am I talking about? If Jones can just find find Saquon, and if they could limit Jones getting hit a little bit, the Giants could win that game. I'm rooting for the Giants this week. Sure. I, I would think Anthony. you would. 
I think you want to root for the Jet, the Raiders, though, so that you can, you don't catch an angry Raiders team. I don't give a fuck about that. That's such. I hate that. I hate well, when Anthony says that. We're two weeks out. So, what is the bet with you and with you and Anthony? If I win, he spins the wheel. If the Jets win, yeah. Are there any points or any? No. Long adding stipulations. Mm-mm. You got him to bet outright. You know what the worst part about this bet with Roz is? The Giants covered. They did. Ah! They lost by three. Yeah, they lost by three. They covered. They, they lost covered. by three. Just, just like I said. I'm glad I didn't put pick Jets minus three. I'm very glad I didn't bet Jets minus three. I did have Saquon Barkley as an anytime touchdown scorer in one of my parlays that I hit every line of, except for Saquon Barkley anytime touchdown scorer. <laughs> So when Danny DeVito walked that touchdown in, I was screaming at my TV. Not because the Giants scored, because it wasn't Saquon Barkley. <laughs> he scored that touchdown right in front of us. Yes. What a moment. And you probably felt Roz deflate. He did. He did. Fell into his chair. He was angry. He was He was upset. Yeah, I've never heard him say fuck anybody. But he goes, I fucking hate Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> and, Zach, and Roz doing the thing where he just is willing a loss. And the Jets are like, nah. He had accepted defeat. He, had, he, he knew that that game was over. He was already complaining that the only reason that they lost, he's not going to say it now, that the reason that they lost was the drive that the Giants scored a touchdown were three Bad personal foul calls. There were they were some bad. There were a couple bad ones. That that personal foul call on Jermaine Johnson, like he was still up. Like, what are we doing? Which, which one was that? The one in the red zone. The first one, in the red zone, where he got uh, clocked for unnecessary roughness while Devito was like getting wrapped, but was still up. They blew the, play the whistle. Wasn't dead. The play wasn't dead when he got hit. That's the thing. He wasn't dead when he got hit. And they called it because he hit him, and then they called, blew the whistle, and then they threw the flag. That's why I was like, that's not a great pat. Like, every other penalty, absolutely a penalty. I'm not going to sit here and fight you on all on those. But there's a couple that you you can point Ross out. That's one think of them. The one, Ross is like the one where he hit him in the back of the head. He didn't think that was. No, that's a penalty. That he didn't think that was a penalty. We're sitting here arguing with him in the stadium. He's arguing with all of us Giant fans around him. That that wasn't a penalty. Like that's absolutely a penalty. Oh, come on, Quincy man. was going too fast. Quincy even told yeah. you said after the fact he was like, "No, oh, that was that was just stupid by me. Uh, that was a selfish play. I was going too fast. I got out of the air. Like I hit him. Like that's my bad." So those that was absolutely a penalty. The Jermaine Johnson penalty was not a penalty, but those were absolutely penalties. I'll be the first. We, I have no reason to fight shit. Right? I I will call shit and, how it is. And we didn't. No one. None of us argued that pass interference. That was clearly oh, that was pass blatantly a pass interference. It was clearly pass interference. Like, there's no argument. We're not going to fight. We're not going to sit here and act crazy because we want our team to win. He didn't even turn around to look for the ball. Like, no, he just tackled him. If you look up pass interference, that was pass interference. It, that's the picture they show. That is pass interference. Like, just like I'll say that, uh, Offsides on K, uh, uh, yeah, the offsides on K on the, on the on the thing that was clearly offsides. No, he was not offsides. He was uh, no. 
He was not. He went with the motion of the ball. He was not offsides. That was that angle, then we did. It didn't look like offsides oh, in the me, stadium. Let me let me let me pull you pull up the video. And you're gonna look at me, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> like he jumped. No, he uh here you go. Cause I kind of saw it in real time. I was like, that was a really good jump. Still, I just saw him move. Look, the ball, but he didn't cross yet. That's reason thin. That's close. That's why, like, in real time, I thought that was just an awesome jump. And then I saw the flags. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's, it's re- it's a really close margin. But. Well, that makes me mad. <laughs> I conceded that call. I conceded that call. He looked like from our angle that he jumped. Now, yeah. seeing it from a different angle, that was bullshit. <laughs> but again. There was bullshit calls that happened on the other side, too. Like, shit happens. But, like, that's a really good jump. But I also understand why they called it. Because it was so good of a jump that it looked like it was offsides. And it must be ba- – it was a bad day to be somebody who hates on Kayvon Thibodeau, especially if you're Roz. Tibbs was on fire. Tibbs had three sacks, like a, fo- a forced fumble, like five TFLs, nine total tackles. Tibbs was on fire. Tibbs had a great game. And I bet you when Bryce Huff got that sack, he was like, Bryce Huff, better than Tibbs. And then Tibbs comes out and like, hold my beer. He didn't say anything, actually. Like I said, he was just in his own. I was, I, that's why it's like, as much as he likes Bryce Huff, he has all these pressure numbers. Kayvon Thibodeau has like three times the amount of sacks that Huff has. Does he, does he think Huff is better than Tibbs? He, yes. Do you? No. No, because my thing has always been Bryce Huff doesn't play the same volume of snaps. So Bryce Huff's numbers are inflated because he doesn't play as much because he's a rotational rusher. They don't ask him to do what they ask Tibbs to do. Tibbs plays every down. They don't ask. Tibbs plays like 90-something percent of snaps. So... Yes, Bryce Huff is top three in the NFL in pressures as a whole, but he doesn't play the same volume of snaps that everybody else does. He's, I don't think he's as good as Tibbs. I think Bryce Huff is very good. I don't know if those numbers will translate if you were to double his snap count. But again... If you're just looking out of the productivity out of it, where you're looking at Bryce Huff having, I think, maybe three sacks on the season, and Tibbs has like eight and a half, how do you argue that? Mm. You can't. And that's where it's like, I'm I'm a realistic Jet fan with things. I don't like to overblow things too much. I'm very real with how things are. I can admit when players are better and all that stuff. I think Tibbs is good. Tibbs is not very good in the run game. He was that day. He was very good in the run game that game that Jets day. Jets couldn't. Jets couldn't run nothing. No, but 
you guys couldn't stop Brees Hall to pass 50 yards. So who gives a fuck? <laughs> Touchdown. Brees lightning. <laughs> so, yes, terrible. It's an ugly win. But I'd rather an ugly win than a pretty loss. Because at the end of the day, a W is a W. When you look back at the history books, you're not going to care how it was won. All you're going to see is the W. And the Jets' 11-year win streak against the Giants continues. Mm. <laughs> and next time Roz is here, uh, he's going to have something nice for uh, Mike to read. Because he is a loser. <laughs> But on a side note, your Titans look like you might have a quarterback. We'll see this week. I wouldn't. I'm not putting a lot of stock in this week. It's a Thursday game on the road against a very good defense. Who like if you go Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is so hit or miss. Their defense is good though. Their defense. Their defense picks and chooses when they want to play. On a short week. That road teams always are trash on Thursdays. Yeah, but so the like, Steelers also give up the most yards to wide receivers. If Levis go, if he goes out there and has a trash game, I'm not going to be like, oh, he stinks. He's, I'm going to be like, he played. This is he's playing two games in four days. Yeah, he played out of his mind like, against Atlanta. Like, I'm not like if he plays good, I I will be more surprised if he plays good if he gives me half of what he gave Sunday. Yeah. If he gives me half of that, then I'm going to be like, oh, I might really have a quarterback here. But if he goes out there and throws for 180 with a touchdown and two picks, I'm not going to sit here and lose my mind. Like, okay, it happened. He showed me against the Falcons that he he could play. He showed, I knew he could throw. I didn't realize he could he can throw, throw. A couple of those, ha! I was like, oh. If he... Gives you half of what you got against Atlanta. Ryan Tannehill will never the, see the field. We'll never see the field again. No, you won't. No, you won't. He plays like that. We're going to win the division. Again, it's the Falcons. But uh, Jacksonville is not what you think they are. Jacksonville is exactly what I think they are. What are you talking about? <laughs> so tell me why I cannot use that they haven't played any argument against Jacksonville. Then I never said you couldn't. Because they haven't played anyone, Dylan. They just the beat good, the, the good team. <laughs> the good team that they beat was Buffalo in another country. But a win's a win. What are we doing? Right, like you, they beat the good team, and that good team also played good in that they other country. Beat that good team in London. When was Buffalo played in, in London? It doesn't matter. They played good in London, and Jacksonville was already in London. They played in London two weeks in a row. Like, okay. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. They are six and two. So they beat the Bills and and they beat the Steelers. Those are two good wins. Those are two good wins. They are six and two. Yeah. So so they they are tied for the best record in the AFC. Are you saying that they, they can win the AFC? Yeah, I do. I do think they can win it. I don't think they will, but I think they can. Anyone can. Tennessee still can. Every every team, the best teams in the AFC have shown they are beatable. Right? Are they better than the Chiefs? I don't know. 
because the Chiefs have a wide receiver problem. The Chiefs already beat them. I I know the Chiefs already beat them, but like I'm talking about as of right now. I'm talking about as of right now. In Jacksonville, the Chiefs beat them, and you don't know if the Chiefs are better than them. I don't. That's also it. Also, wasn't a good game. Like Chiefs, Chiefs seventeen, Jags nine. Like that. I feel like nine out of ten times they split. But the are Chiefs they better than Baltimore. Would would it surprise? No, they're not. Uh, would it surprise you if the Jags beat the Chiefs? Yes, I didn't expect. It wouldn't surprise me. I didn't expect them to win the game at all. It. It wouldn't surprise me because if you could figure out a way to take out Kelsey, the Chiefs can't move the football. But they can't. What do you mean? Jacksonville's defense is not good enough to do that. I mean, if you bracket Kelsey the way we saw Denver do it, Denver doesn't have the guys to do it either. Denver has they a better defense than Jacksonville. Denver has better players. I don't know what's going on with the coaching over there. But Denver, <laughs> Denver does have talent. Yeah, but Denver's defense. best players aren't the guys that are covering Kelsey. Denver's best players are are Sertan Simmons, who's playing center field, and like Nick Benito. So like I in Jacksonville's defense is is solid. I think you could figure out a game plan to bracket Kelsey and make Sky Moore beat you. I think there's there's a there's a like there's a a, a recipe there. It wouldn't surprise me if Jacksonville beat the Chiefs. It would surprise me if Jacksonville beat Baltimore, but because I think Baltimore is literally the best team in the AFC. Better than Miami. Yes. You're amazing. Do you want so to know right why now, I think they're better than Miami? So do you think Jacksonville would beat Miami? No, 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 no. I don't. No, so I thought you talking about Baltimore. No, Jacksonville. Oh, no, Jacksonville's not better than Miami. Jacksonville. Miami, Miami not, will run Jacksonville out of there. They're not better than Miami. They're not better than Buffalo. I don't. No, Jacksonville's better than Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo's broken. Buffalo's, Buffalo's defense. Not. Buffalo's defense is broken. They are letting every team score on them. Oh, sorry. They're showing a picture of the Clippers' new arena, and it's pretty. Yeah, they have no boxes. It's all just like a college stadium. It's horrendous. <laughs> but no Buffalo is too banged up on defense to to like stop guys. And if um if you go back to last Thursday's game on that Hail Mary there was three pass interferences that didn't get called. <laughs> and we're looking at the Bucks maybe winning that game. Did they? Yeah. Mike Evans before the ball even reached the end zone was getting sandwiched between two defenders. Uh, Chris Godwin was getting pulled on the side of his shirt <laughs> and then the ball hits and nothing happened. I was like, there was three different pass interferences that weren't called on that play. <laughs> like they're, they're that one play away from possibly winning that game. So like Buffalo losing Matt Milano, who's one of the best cover linebackers in football. You could live with losing Trey White because their secondary and their pass rush is good. You can't also to afford to lose Matt Milano. And that's what sucks. You can't lose a great cover linebacker. He's one of the three best cover linebackers in football behind uh, uh, Fred Warner and Roquan Smith. Fred Warner's a monster. 
I don't know yeah. who created. I don't know what lab they created him in. BYU. <laughs> goodness gracious. Yeah, it's Fred Warner, it's Roquan Smith, and it's Matt Milano. Those are the three best cover linebackers in football. And they lost him, so now you can pick them apart on defense. I, I still think Buffalo that's where it's like is. Buffalo. Buffalo is hard for me to. Like, I think Miami is going to end up winning the division and Buffalo is going to be in a lot of tough games the rest of the year because their defense has to step up. And you can't always do next man up when you are losing the two most important players on your team. Like that shit, you can't just expect the same shit. I think Baltimore is hands down the best team in, in the AFC. They're the most consistent team on both sides of the ball. And that's what's most important. Because that Baltimore defense is really fucking good. It is really good. Lamar's playing. And Lamar's like quietly having an MVP season. Mm-hmm. Quietly having an MVP season. And right now, if you had to look at your top three quarterbacks, he's late. there. I picked it a year earlier. A year late. I said Lamar was going to win MVP last year. Yes, you year, year late. Year. <laughs> yeah, Lamar. Whoever is top, your top three, you have to put Lamar there. There's no right. question Lamar's there. I mean, have we reached what is this? Is this week eight, week nine? We're we're, we're, we're going into week nine. We're halfway through. We're halfway. We could do that. Well, glad that all the guys be here. But who who would be your halfway point MVP? Lamar. I might still give it to it, but actually, no. I like Lamar too much. I'd give it to uh, Lamar. It would Lamar. be Lamar or Tyreek. I would say my three would be Lamar, CMC, and Tyreek. Uh, my because three would be Lamar. It's not a quarterback's award to me. It, it's, it is. No. Nah, nah, it, it's Lamar and them two. Uh, I'm going to take CMC out and we put AJ Brown. AJ Brown is the first wide receiver in He's history on a burner. He's to on have. A burner. 120 plus yards in six straight games. He's on a burner right now. He's balling. They're, He's like, on a... you could, if you told me that AJ Brown was the best wide receiver in football, I would tell you yes. I would tell you no because Tyreek. <laughs> Tyreek is. I would tell you. They're rolling around causing you, headaches. But the difference is. AJ Brown is mossing dudes, and he's playing wide receiver at a different level. Where Tyreek is just burning Tyreek's across making, the middle and going. Uh, Tyreek's making catches though. Let's he not, is, no, he is, but he's, he's not making routes. the level of catches he's, that AJ's he's, doing. But his route running is underrated this year because he's cooking dudes on the line, and that's why he's open. Well, he, he no, is, he's also in motion a ton, so it's he's he's leaving dudes. He's shaking. He's leaving dudes in dust and. Teams are forgetting that you have to bracket him on the deep routes. And a, a lot of Tua's throws, he's throwing he's throwing the ball with so much anticipation where he's throwing the ball there before Tyreek even breaks on his route because that's where Tyreek's supposed to be. And when Tua has thrown his interceptions and stuff, it's when he's anticipated and Tyreek can't get to his spot. So I think a lot of the times it's just Tua throwing it before anybody even realizes where Tyreek is supposed to be. And any team that realizes it and they stop playing Tyreek as the as the receiver and they play where the ball is supposed to be going, they have success. It's easier said than done. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's not, but I feel like teams need to more teams realize it, the the rougher time they're gonna have on offense. 
And the Bills were a team that did it because Matt Milano, Milano stopped playing where Tyreek Hill was going, but where he needed to be. And they gave them fits. Philly. You also, you also Philly did the same thing. With that team. You have to be physical with that team. Philly did the same thing where they were able to play where Tyreek was supposed to be and get to Tua. The longer you, if you have, if you could make Tua stay in the pocket for two seconds, you could hit him. So Miami's defense needs to show up for me as a whole because they, they haven't hit their rough stretch yet. Where, like, having Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey's being a lot better than I thought he would be right off the rip because that's not an easy injury to come back from. Mm-hmm. I was expecting, like, a four-week, like, feel-out period. He's back. He baited the fuck out of Mac Jones on that interception. <laughs> baited the <laughs> fuck out of Mac Jones on that interception. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, to me, it's Baltimore, it's Miami, it's uh, Kansas City, then it's Buffalo as far as, like, my top four. In the AFC. Okay, because our friends over at the No Games Just Business podcast, so friend Don, uh, we have a wheel spin bet that I have the Ravens winning the AFC North. He he is a massive Bengals fan. Not only does he think the Bengals are going to win the division, he still thinks the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. So Wouldn't surprise me. I don't see that. You never do, though. You di- You dislike Joe Burrow. Been wrong, but Joe Burrow, <laughs> since uh, he's been back, he's been back for a few weeks now, and he played the fuck out of that San Francisco 49 defense. He balled the fuck on them. That's the best defense of football. He shot all over them. You gotta give that credit. You gotta give them credit, Mike. I mean, he played very well. He played very oh, well. you are such a hater. I see this is this is the thing. I say he plays very well, and apparently that means he stinks. I, I don't like, understand what else you want me to say. He played very he well. He threw four incompletions. He didn't play just well. He played great. He was 28 for 32 for 283 yards and three touchdowns and 43 yards carry. You know, 43 yards rushing. He balled the fuck out on this team. You can't say that's not just he played well. No, that's a unbelievable game. He played very well. Oh, uh, you are such a hater. Give the guy if Jalen Hurts I had that. If Jalen Hurts played this style of football game, you would have been like, he's elite, Dylan. He's elite. But Jalen Hurts is too busy is throwing interceptions out that his ass this year. Did he? Because I saw him lead his team to victory last week. He's still, I think, second in the league in interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, a, it's a gunslinger. How many touchdowns he have? Uh, let me see. He had two touchdowns last week. Uh, his stats for the season. He's finally in the positive. He's 13 touchdowns to eight, eight interceptions. That's bad. 13 to eight is bad? Yes, that's actually very bad. That's actually very bad. I want to put this as a preference. He had six interceptions all of last year. Yeah, he's got more interceptions than he did last year. But what if he throws six for the rest of the year and he throws 20 more touchdowns? Then what? That's still not very good. If he has 
If he throws, 30, if he throws twenty and six, that's going to be like a better 30, number. But then that's going to be thirty-three. He would lead the. He would lead the NFL in interceptions. He would lead the NFL in interceptions if he did that. And he has three, eight, so if he threw six more, it would be fourteen. To so thirty-three to fourteen, and you're yeah, that's 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 almost a fifty percent ratio. Yes, that's bad. <laughs> you don't want that. If he was 33 and like eight, I'd be like, yes, that's fantastic. No one does that except Aaron Rodgers, Dylan. No one does that. Oh? No one does that but Aaron Rodgers. And and apparently uh, Golf, who just doesn't throw picks anymore. But <laughs> no one does that but them two. Everyone throws picks. The key is to keep it under 20. Somewhere in the I teams. mean that yeah, if you're Jameis Winston, the keys keep no. it under twenty. The key if you're a quarterback, you, you gotta, gotta keep be, it under fourteen. You gotta be somewhere between you ten and fifteen. 14. You gotta be ten to fifteen. If you're ten to fifteen and you're throwing thirty picks uh, at thirty touchdowns, you're fine. Right now, if they were to end if since we're halfway through the season, so it's safe for us to say we could just double these stats and see where we're at. Because that, that's fair, right? If that's a projection. 20 well if you'd be on pace for 26 26 and 16 16. that's not good that's awful but that's That's, you can all you're that's us just projecting based off of the half of football that he's played and that he won't get better which i think which i think we can agree he has gotten better as the season's gone on he's playing a lot better than he did in the first four games because he did not play well in the first four games uh I could actually make the argument that he, uh, the last four games are worse than his first four games as far as turnovers go. But uh, no, I, I can see what you're saying. That's just because he threw like he had three, four in his before the Commanders game. He had four interceptions in two games, not even counting fumbles. So it's like, OK, that's and all of, and a lot of that was against the Jets. He had one bad game against the Jets. If you take that Jet game out, if you take that Jet game out, his numbers, what are his numbers then? 13-5. But you can't. Would you take that or does that also suck? No, I would take 13-5, but the thing is you can't take that Jet game away. He had a bad game. He had a dreadful game. He had a bad game. Worst game of his career. But no, like, is Jalen Hurts, uh, who would be your top three quarterbacks in football right now? Patrick Lamar and Tua. If you were to do five, Patrick Lamar, Tua. I mean, uh, literally up until his Achilles exploded, I would have put Kurt in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, maybe then you can fight between Jalen and Josh Allen and and uh, and your boy in Jacksonville. No, I, I was actually going to pick Burrow. I don't think he's he's only played good for with three games. I can't. Say he's a t- he's he's he literally and I don't even know if it's three. I might be being nice. It might be two. 
Like, I can't, I'm not going to put him in that list yet. He plays like this for the rest of the year. He's had, he's he had four good games. He's had four good games. So far, four. At, at, where the other games where it's like shaky, but he's back. That's why I say after seeing like the last three games where I'm like, okay, is he is he maybe back? Maybe is he back? And then the, the Seahawks game, I was like, maybe is he back? And then it, to watch him do it against San Fran, I was like, yeah, he's all the way back. Put him back in the top five. <laughs> Put him back in the top five. If you can perform the way he did against the defense in football, yeah. Yep. Do it. Do it. Put him in there. <laughs> but uh yeah kirk having his achilles explode was uh made me think man good thing the jets didn't trade for him because <laughs> we just get made fun of for being the only franchise who trades for two quarterbacks that both tear their achilles but that's circumstance because you never know like i mean he didn't get hit he stepped stepped on his foot he literally was running and he tore it. So it's like that could have just happened. It just exploded. So that leads me to believe that could have happened at any time. Because fuck all that. Okay. Is that enough foosball? I think that's enough football. Because, uh, well, we don't need to talk about Sunday nights. That was dog shit. Uh, Raider yeah. Stink. We did that. Um the trade deadline. Eagles did good. Chase Young going to the Niners. I mean, it's that's good, but they needed help. I, I don't know if that's what they needed necessarily. I think they, so me, they, me, they could have used Byard more than the Eagles could have. Let me tell you why they did that. Outside of Nick Bosa, they don't generate a pass rush at all. If I was looking at the PFF numbers and just watch some tape on the opposite end, he gets blocked by tight ends one-on-one. They leave him on an island with a tight end, and they don't get pressure. The only person, like Nick Bosa may not be producing sacks, but his pressure are at a league high. Like, they're the same. The problem is they're not getting the pressure anyone else to just, like, funnel them into Nick Bosa to get the sacks. Chase Young does that. The problem is... The Niners have Randy Gregory's contract. Chase Young's a, a, a gun for hire. Yeah, this is definitely a rental. He's he's a rental because he's a free agent at the end of the season. He's a rental. And they they traded the uh, the compensa- compensatory pick compensatory however the fuck you say that word uh, that they got for letting uh, uh, what's his face leave for Houston. Um. The coach, uh, D'Amico yeah. Ryan. Ryan, yeah. Yeah, D'Amico Ryan. So uh, they got him for free pretty much, if you think of it that way, because they traded a pick that were they were rewarded. So they may fuck around and, and do something. They, the word on the street about Chase Young is uh, he's lazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, those boys in San Fran, they know how to play fucking defense. And I think... Uh, rising tide raises all boats. I think Chase Young is that's exactly where he needs to be. Uh, the Bears trade for Montez Sweat to start free agency early because they knew if they let him out there, they may get outbidded. So now they traded a, a, a third, a second, second, or yeah, second pick second. for second. him so they can just franchise tag him and uh try to sign him. 
though. I like that move for the Bears because they weren't going to find a player better than him in the second round anyway. So nope. go ahead and get it. Commanders are a dumpster fire of an organization. But we all knew this was going to happen. Ron Rivera is going to get fired. Eric Bietam is going to go back to Kansas City as an offensive, <laughs> offensive coordinator. Like Listen, everybody get if fired. the Raiders don't hire Eric I mean, it's not a great year to come off and be an Eric Bieniemy guy. He, they have to hire him. Do they? Yes. Because the offense he's running to... isn't great. He has no quarterback, and he's still Sam Howell's fine. Sam Howell's fine. He's Sam Howell's good enough to. He's serviceable. Like, and they have weapons there. It's just. Why would we want to put Eric Bieniemy in a position to go to the Raiders when he's just going to get fired in a year? That's what happens. Right? Why would we do that? Let's not do that. Let's get Eric Bieniemy in a better situation. Not the fucking Raiders. Yeah, because the Chargers might open up. The Chargers absolutely might open up. Because Brandon Staley sucks. Terrible. That's why the Jets are three-point underdogs against the Chargers. I'm all for every week, whenever the Jets are the underdog, take the number. Take the spread, because we always cover the spread, apparently. And Brandon Staley is dumb enough to try to hand us that game. And let's not forget, their quarterback's not that guy. Yeah. They tried to tell me on the No Game Shift Business podcast that Herbert's a top five quarterback. No, he is not. Poppycock. He is not a top five quarterback. There's an argument he's not a top ten quarterback right now. You think he's better than Dak Prescott? No. I just want to make sure I wasn't crazy. No, he's not. Uh, Do I think Herbert is still very good? Yes. Do I think he's got a lot going against him? Yes. Because he has an idiot head coach and a terrible play caller. I agree. And I don't think that he's not good. He's when I say he's not that guy, I don't think he's clutch. I, I, I don't like clutch. that because I don't think he's clutch. That goes back to to the play calling, because you can only make shit work with what's what's there. And when the play calls are predictable, and you're not using your guys the way you're supposed to, how are you supposed to make it happen? Right. It seems like I just think it's not. It's a. It's shitty because he deserves to have better to have also progressed where he's kind of still the same level he was at. Whereas the other guys in the draft have eclipsed him and have taken those steps because they have better play callers. Like two is better than Herbert Two has an awesome play caller. Joe Burrow's better than Herbert. Joe Burrow has a good play caller. Joe Burrow also has a dog shit offensive line. <laughs> it does Ooh. it. So Tua also has a dog shit offensive line. And they play around it. I would say the Chargers have a better offensive line than both of those teams. B- barely, but yes. Barely, but yes. But And their defense sucks. The Chargers defense is terrible. Chargers defense is fucking bad. But and Staley's a defensive head coach, so I, I would have 
um, CJ Stroud in my top 10 before I'd have Herbert right now. I you. I would also have Trevor Lawrence in my top 10 before I have tre- uh, Herbert. I didn't know that this was where this was going to go this season, but I may agree with you. Because all the guys you named are just aren't. <laughs> all, all the guys I named before the season, again, Justin Field, I didn't say he was top 10, but he's not playing better than Trevor. He's, he's not better than Trevor. Uh, Derek Carr absolutely is not playing better than Derek Trevor. Derek Carr is not playing better than Trevor. And then who else? And then Herbert. And Herbert's not playing better than Trevor. And I mean, I guess you could make the argument for Burrow, but Burrow's been hurt. So, like, you kind of. That's Burrow's a weird back. one. Do the San Fran. San Fran game, that's it. That's the real Burrow. But I would I would argue that Brock – well, no, Brock's been bad. Nope, Brock has been everything I thought he would be. No, he's not. Brock, the last few games, showed me everything I thought he was. And I hate that it took me apologizing to get that. So now I look like a fool for apologizing to Brock Purdy where I should have just stood on business. <laughs> I should have just stood on business and be like, I told you. You take the the abundance of elite weapons away, and he just becomes this below average quarterback. Like, oh my god! <laughs> As we segue to basketball, I just want to point out that at the time of this recording, the Lakers and the Clippers are playing, and the Clippers are winning by fourteen. And it's two minutes into the third quarter. Russell Westbrook has seventeen points, six rebounds, four assists. He just got an and one and all on Austin Reeves and is yelling at him as he runs up the court. And I say, you better enjoy this now because once that cancer Oh, you stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You can you can kiss this rust goodbye because now that dribble 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 is coming. He's coming, Clippers. He got what he wanted. He forced his way out of out of Philly. We said that on the show last week. We we literally said there's no way. There's what the minute that the Sixers said that he couldn't play and told him to go home, it was over. The only reason he got traded is because the NBA started to investigate. <laughs> That's literally it. The second the NBA started asking, why did you not let him on the team plane? <laughs> <laughs> Daryl Morey was like, hey, uh, what was the offer? (laughs) (laughs) Two bags of Doritos and some Funyuns? Sold. This is the worst trade that I've seen in a long time. When you look at it compared to the Dame trade, it's horrendous. Let's look at it compared to every superstar (laughs) that's been traded in the last, like, four years. Including Harden getting traded two times before this. (laughs) This is the worst trade I think anybody has gotten a return on on a superstar in 15 years. I feel like you're doing the most right now, but I can't think of anything else. Because what? Anthony Davis trade. They got a lot of assets and young players. Right? The Dame trade. 
that's a great trade. players like all you want. Right? That damn trade's a great trade. The Rudy Gobert trade. They at least got assets. That was a fleece. That might be the one, but but I don't think that he's a superstar, but that was a fleece. That was a fleece. Horrible trade. But in the return, like you got a great return, right? For losing your your team's best player, arguably. By the, right? by the way, before before you keep going, remember what I said about Russell Westbrook? LeBron promptly just punched his layup attempt and promptly flexed on him, looked at him and flexed on him as the ball went. As they're down like twenty. <laughs> they're, they're down twelve. Okay, they they made a run. Uh but but LeBron, oh, oh, Cam Reddish just poked. He just took Paul George's pockets, and Paul George just got the chase down. Goaltending. <laughs> Goal uh, let's yes, go. Not. The Kevin Durant trade. Good trade. Good trade. Good value. Uh, both for both teams. The Kyrie Irving trade. They got more than they. They got more thought. value than they we got more than exactly. Yeah. We got more assets that were readily you that are still being used, and are playing well than what the Sixers currently got. Um, trying to think the Donovan Mitchell trade. They good got trade. value. That was kind of a fleece too, but good trade. They got value. They got quality. They got quantity. They yes, got a lot. they got a they lot. Quantity. Wanted. They got a lot. Uh, well, they also end up trading Lori Markin in. <laughs> it hurt. Which, when, which hurt. Yep. Uh, no other suit. And then you could then you could just do the the other James Harden the James Harden to Philly trade, where both, that, that's both teams lose. I, I I still and you will deny this to your grave. Philly won that trade. I don't know how Philly won that trade when they traded Ben Simmons for Nick Batum, Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, and KJ Martin, but I don't know how they win that trade because Ben's being productive and is playing. James is not. You hate Ben. I don't hate Ben. I do not hate Ben anymore. I, I, I told you, I've said this last year and I said it here as well. I hated the Ben that I got last year because he didn't play with any effort because of the injury and he was trying to play through it. But if you were going to play and not give the effort, you shouldn't be playing. So you could have gotten traded, sir. The Ben Simmons that I'm getting this year, even though he's not giving me 15 points a game, like notice how I'm not saying shit about Ben Simmons this year, even though he's not giving me 15 yes. points a game, he's yes. playing hard. You're not saying things are fickle. No, no. I'm not. I'm not saying because he's giving me the effort that I wanted out of him. And that's all I ever asked. He's giving me the Draymond Green effort. And that's what I expect out of him, Draymond Green. So, that trade. Nets get Ben Simmons, Seth uh, Seth Curry, and like a million first-round picks. Seth Curry is no longer on the team. No, he's not. But Ben Simmons and all those draft picks are. So... <laughs> uh don't worry, the guy that we traded uh in that trade also isn't on the Sixers anymore either. Uh <laughs> uh other than so, that, what other superstars have there's superstars haven't like really said, moved. It's it sounds crazy when you say it, but when you think about him right now, you might not be far off. Like I th- I feel like this is the worst retrieval, like 
get back in the trade since the Nets traded for KG and Pierce and them. That's a horrible trade. That's that's still like the worst trade of all time. This is bad. It's not that bad, but this is, I think, the worst since then. That's a bad trade. Uh, oh, um, no, the Kyrie Irving to Boston trade. Where the Cavs got uh, Jay Crowder, Isaiah Thomas on a bum hip, and like a trade exception, I believe. That is awesome. That's a bad trade. And that's that's still like, we have to go like six, seven years ago to get that. (laughs) So the trade's done. So what do you think this means for the Clippers? I think the Clippers are a very good roster. Like, say what you want about James and what he does. I I think this is insurance for the regular season to get them to a top seed in case Kawhi or Paul both go down. Because James, say what you want about James, James Harden plays every game. James Harden is not going to yeah. he's not gonna sit out or he will play every game. They'll give you 70 to 75, yes. Yeah, and that's that's your 90% and, of the game. And Ru- Russ is going to play every, every night. Every game. And those every other guys night. will also play. Like, they, they're they deep. They can go two rotations if they needed to. And the I fact they to. were able to make this trade without getting rid of Norman Powell. Without getting rid of Powell. Forget Norman Powell. Powell, man. Without getting rid of Terrence Mann is unbelievable to me. Because I just knew we was about to see Maxie, Man, and Embiid out here. Man and Maxi just running in Philly. Because them two would have been a fun. Dread, dreadheaded just, monsters. Just, just running, running up and, and down Philly. Running and shooting threes all over the place. <laughs> so how Philly doesn't get Terrence Mann is unbelievable. And shout out to Lawrence Frank for saying no. <laughs> you want all these guys? No thanks. Because we know you're gonna have to move soon. <laughs> because and you don't want to hear a microphone. <laughs> he never got to talk. Not one time. How long before the Clippers let him talk? Because he still has it immediately. They're gonna let him talk the second he reports for the team, they're gonna let him talk. But like, the whole time, the the, uh, the offseason, I was like, they're not going to let him anywhere near a microphone. Nowhere near it. So if I'm the Clippers, this is a great trade. Because now James Harden gets to be a third to fourth option on a team that doesn't need it. Until he wants, until they lose a few games, and he wants the ball because he thinks he's better than Paul George. No, that, but that's not even how he plays. That's not even how he plays. When he was in Brooklyn, he didn't play like that. He was the facilitator. He was the point guard. Because Kyrie was cooking him in practice. Okay, you, yeah, he got butt cracked. Yeah, he got he got he got to shut up. Kyrie as good as I love that fake report. That is a fake report. Cooking him in practice every day. You want some more, fella? Cooking him. 
So it, what happens? He got to stand in the corner and he got to listen because Kyrie and Katie get the ball first. James Harden was the primary ball handler on that well, team. <laughs> but he don't get the ball at the end of the game. You go stand in the corner and let us big boys handle it. If James Harden just plays the same way he played in Brooklyn with this team, they're going to run away. They're going to run away with it. They're not going to run away with it. Absolutely, because you're telling me the expectation for James Harden is, oh, I maybe have to score 15 to 18, but I get 14 assists? Bat. Because you know who's going to get better because of this? Zubats. Zubat will be fine, yeah. Zubats is going to be awesome because of this. And then if whatever they do with the second team, I'm I thinking Lou's going to bench Russ and have him run with the second unit. That's going to be an electric second unit. Man, Russ, Powell, Plumlee. <laughs> like they're going to run up and down this fucking court. The Clippers are going to be very interesting. I think they. I think Russ is still going to start, but I think he, you they're can't gonna start sta- that lineup. Yeah, they're going to start you Russ, and, and they're going to stagger the minutes. You can't do that. Why I not? hope Tyler. So who starts then? You you give me who's their starting power forward right now? Let me take a look at this lineup. Have to give me tonight. So they started Bones tonight, and they have PJ Tucker. So. You give me James Harden, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, PJ Tucker, Zubats. And then your bench is Russ, Plumley, Powell, Mann, and, and Bones Highland. Or you stagger and Bones gets less minutes. You're going to stagger. Russ and you stagger start. Kawhi and Paul. You put Paul George with more Russ, and you put Kawhi with more Harden, because Paul George and Russ just play so well together. They do. So you put those two together more. You put Harden and Kawhi together more. That way, uh, Kawhi doesn't have to facilitate the offense. He could just be a hey, ISO, give me my thing, or I'll back cut whatever. While James facilitates, you have a nasty, nasty fucking team, like top to bottom. I, I the only roster I think is better than this one or just as good as Boston. We can see Denver is still very good. Denver is still very good too. Denver because of Jokic is going to prov- provide a lot of a lot of problems. But you can play a whole, like defensively. This team is also very good. <laughs> like I could see them giving the rest of Denver's guys' problems. I know one thing. Don't sleep on my NBA Finals pick, the Los Angeles Lakers. I won't. I will not. I think the Lakers are also a good team. However, they're down down seven. Do you want to know a team that will absolutely get destroyed by this Clippers team? Oh, Phoenix? Phoenix. There's just a lot of wing defenders on the Clippers. That's it. But the key to the key to that is um Paul George has to defend Booker. 
Because if Devin Booker is getting off on Paul George, Phoenix can still win. Because Kawhi they have their hands wash exactly, and you would who's think gonna, Harden, who's guard think Harden and Beal, and who's guarding Beal? Harden? No, uh, you could probably you put PJ Tucker. No, actually, you put PJ no. Tucker on Durant in the playoffs. <laughs> That's the guy's gonna give him problems, and then you switch. So if you have Paul George and uh, Kawhi flip flopping from Beal to Booker, PJ Tucker's playing tonight, by the way. I know because James Harden is soft, diva. As like, I should hate him more than you do. I've just never... I have a lot of hate in my heart for James Harden, but I can you... put that aside. For like he the sake of talking team. basketball, he actually quit on my team. He quit on your... Like actually, like on the court, quit you, on my team. You should in Sacramento. You I'll never hate, forget. You should hate Kyrie as well. I dislike Kyrie. I dislike Harden. He quit I appreciate on your team. Their time. Ky- Kyrie ruined your team. I appreciate their time. And KD was a victim of circumstance. Although yes. he could have been a better leader, but. He's just a victim of circumstance. It's hard to be a good leader when you're not with the team because you're injured. <laughs> That's what it's I like. Dis- I disagree. Durant I disagree. gets the least amount of flack I, for me. I disagree because I'm watching Aaron Rodgers do it in real time. It's different. Everybody does it different. What Aaron Rodgers is doing doesn't happen, by the way. Like when guys are healthy or injured, they're usually not with the team at all. Salah's asking him to come back, and he's like, okay. Aaron also wants to play football this year. (laughs) But, like, what Aaron Rodgers is doing is an anomaly. You can't expect that out of anybody. Like, usually when guys are hurt and they have that injury, they're done. They're not near the team. I'm not going to let you give Kevin Durant that pass. He could have been a better leader. He could have nipped a lot of that nonsense in the bud. It's not who he is. But that doesn't make it right. No, it does not, but it's the expectation that I've set where it's like, I don't expect Durant to be this, like, LeBron James leader. No, I don't. I expect him to go out there and lead on the court. The problem is he wasn't on the court. And if if Durant was present during that 20-game win streak, Kyrie probably doesn't ask for his trade. Losing streak. Losing streak. It was a 20-game win streak. When did y'all go on a 20-game win streak? Last year? Literally, the day he before he asked his... The day he asked the trade was the day after our first loss. It was... We won 19 of 20. Like, there was a run where, where the Nets were just rolling. That's why that Kyrie trade request came out of nowhere, because we we're like we were just on a, like a nineteen game twenty. We're like we won nineteen of twenty. Why are we doing this? Like why is this happening right now? Yeah. 
but yeah. Find it. I'm gonna find it. You keep go, You go ahead. But uh, yeah, Kyrie's a dickhead for doing business the way he did business. Where originally it was, oh, we'll just negotiate after the season and see how it goes. Especially after he had his suspension and was uh, was behaved for a month and thought he's like, okay, cool, I'm ready for my extension. And Sean Marks was like, no. Uh, James Harden was a bitch about the whole situation. Fuck James Harden. But I can talk. Mm-hmm. I can talk basketball about James Harden because he is a good player. Like playoffs, if I'm only expecting like 15 points out of him, cool. If I'm expecting more, then I'm not gonna rely on him. You can't really rely on him at all. But like his role in Brooklyn was the perfect role he'll ever be in, where he's third guy and point guard. If he could be that here. The Clippers should have no problem. So, barring injury, I think this Clippers team could finish top three in the West and really make a run for it and give Denver problems. I think a seven-game series gives Lakers a problem. Like, I think the Clippers will be the hardest out besides Denver in the playoffs. Barring injury. Twelve game winning streak. It was twelve. When did he get traded? Yeah, it had to be. That's the longest one. Yeah, twelve. He got traded in February. Oh, damn. They were not very good. Oh, this bridges, bridges. It was February sixth. So right before that, they won one, two, three, four. They had won four out of six. But Kyrie was playing very good. 48, 38, 32, 40, 32, 26, 20, trade. Trade, get me out of here. So they were less they than have, a month removed from the they were the large the, win the streak. That's this. So yeah, they, they were, were ju- just a month, like less than a month removed from that long win streak. So that's why it was like, what happened? So, so that's why like none of that made sense. But oh well, it is what it is. Uh, I also don't have the Mavs doing great because of him, but <laughs> because they, <laughs> but uh, no, I, the only way if I'm the, the Sixers now where I can accept this trade for what it is, is if you could turn this garbage pail of old dudes that I got into somebody. <laughs> the problem is, you now can't trade these guys till January 1st. Yeah. By that time, that player is going to be gone. Maybe. The, the trade deadline is in February. So, no, not necessarily. I think if you're trying to make a move for somebody that would help Philly, you try to do it before they can move these assets. Right? So... Like, let's go back to my prediction that I had us, like, scratch off the list of one of those guys in Chicago getting traded. 
If you're looking for somebody, why are you going to wait for Philly to possibly make that move? You want to get them before Philly can. And this isn't me saying the Nets are going to trade for Zach Levine, but like Vegas has them as a second odds. The Nets are going to trade for Zach Levine. Yes. No, I'm not. I'm not calling for that. I would say DeMar DeRozan would be the better fit for Philly. I think he would fit Philly. I don't know who Chicago wants to get rid of, but all signs are pointing like Vegas is pointing for Zach Levine to be the first one to go. They thought they were trying to. Uh, Streets is saying that they tried to trade Zach last year. Yeah, you guys tried to trade for him. Yeah. So. And then you start off the season with a players only meeting. After one game, when I saw that, I knew that that season that team's done. They don't like each other. They don't want to be there. Fire sale. I, I wish I didn't ask to get that removed because it was like a vague, th- vague thing. That's what the only reason I asked it. But it's like I knew that team was going to blow up. Like, I know that team is still going to blow up, right? But, like, let's say I am the Nets, right? Why am I going to wait to make that trade so Philly can try to make that trade? I want to make that trade so Philly can't. Because Chicago might want to wait to make that trade. They might. But, again, you got to call more. Let me see what other teams are on this list. Because all I, all I remember is Brooklyn was the second team besides Philly. And I don't want to keep using Brooklyn as the thing because I get told I'm a fucking homer when I provide the when I provide my sources. So I don't want to get into it because you got very emotional. Yeah, yeah, because I I do my thing where I post the stuff, I do the things, I do my sources, but I just pull things out of thin air. I'm not going to argue with you. You're not going to bait me. I don't want you to argue with me. I just want you to listen. (laughs) <laughs> not gonna happen uh where is it didn't we used to be able to look up links in our chat yeah um oh okay so it's not just uh my phone that doesn't let me do that either okay. yeah <laughs> now yeah. i have to fucking i have twitter here i thought it was i thought it was my phone that just was like yeah you can't do that no more I guess it's an Instagram thing. But uh, I know exactly. It was Brooklyn, Philly, Miami. Yeah, okay. So it's Miami, Brooklyn, New York, Atlanta. And Atlanta was the other random team. Yeah, because that uh, DeJounte Murray, Trey Young thing is really not working. And I thought it would, but... Trey Young's more of a head case than I thought. Uh, if I'm Miami, why the fuck am I waiting? I already lost out on Dame because I was waiting. Because Dame was supposed to fall my life. Fun fact, like, before I continue, how is Dame, the most loyal guy in the NBA, the only one of these superstars who got traded to the team he didn't want to go to? <laughs> I don't think he's complaining, though. No, well, they just got their ass beat today. I mean, they're going to lose. They're not going to go easy. No, they, they had a couple losses so far. He, this played, bad where... the, he played bad the other night. But... Yeah, and he played bad the other, tonight, too. He had 16. Are you worried about... Are you worried about... 
Milwaukee. I'm worried about Milwaukee's defense. I, I'm not a lot worse than Milwaukee's I thought. Defense. It's I'm worse than I thought. But I'm that's something you could fix as you go. Uh yeah, but I'm not worried about that. Anyway, uh if I'm mean. Miami, right? Let's not even go with ignore Brooklyn on here, right? If I'm Miami, why am I gonna try to sit around and like just kick tires? I'm gonna try to keep trade negotiations going as much as I can to try to get him so Philly doesn't get better. Or the Knicks. Especially because Julius Randle's struggling. Like, if you could move Julius Randle and some assets to go get Zach Levine to give you a jump on your offense that you, you're clearly missing now. Granted, like cl- well, you're missing clearly. it because Julius Randle Julius Randle is a 24, 25 point a night guy, right? You're you're missing that. Knicks are also missing open threes, so I'm not. And you don't really miss a ton on the defensive side if you trade him. Smaller, though. You get smaller, but I'm pretty sure you could figure something out as far as, like, moving another asset to get in a, a bigger wing. If if I'm New York, though, I'm, I'm giving it another, like, two weeks before I start to, like, kick the tires. But... Just to kick the tires, not to just trade them immediately, just to kick the tires of what their asking price is. Right? And I think, would he, would, am I wrong for doing that? I, before Thanksgiving's way too early for me. Like, I just, I think of it as a, don't let somebody else in your conference get better before you do. And maybe that's the football guy in me where it's like, I love like the Cowboys jumped in front of the Philly to go trade for Amari Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you said Philly's tra- trying to trade with you. What did they offer you? Oh, they offered us this. Oh, we'll give you this. Like that, the petty game of it. Yes, that's where it's like game. jump in front so Philly can't be involved. Jump in front so Miami, the team that beat New York last year, can't get that guy. Get the guy so they can't. So when you guys face them, you get to rub it in their face and beat them. It's the football guy in me. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, Dallas, if Dallas could figure out a way to do that, that would be great, too. But, again, you could get rid of your defenders. <laughs> You'd get they've all already, your, your defenders again. They've already done that. I don't even know why Dallas is even on this list. Get Dallas off this list. But, like, the, the four teams and Philly that are on here already kick the tires before Philly can try to build a trade. Because if you don't want Embiid in the playoffs. Or Embiid in a good team in the playoffs. Yeah, because he's going to be a tough out. Very tough out. They're already a tough out because that Philly team is good regardless. You take James Harden off that team, that Philly team is good. They don't have the superstar power of James Harden, but Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris in a prominent scoring role. Tobias will be back. Shake Milton. uh, My man, Shake. DeAnthony Melton. Uh, Kelly Oubre. Like, they got a team of guys that can score. They got a team of guys who can put points up. Like, they're still going to be a tough out. So, I'm interested to see what goes. In Miami, I don't know what the fuck Miami would trade for Zach Levine. They have nothing. Exactly. <laughs> they have like, nothing. What are they? I don't know if Chicago wants to replace Zach Levine with fucking Tyler Hero. Nope, I wouldn't. I also wouldn't. 
they're like, I don't know why Miami is involved in anything. Miami is involved because they have to be involved. Yeah, because they too. swung so bad and missed that I still feel the air from the swing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cold front that hit up here. <laughs> it's freezing out here. I think we're in Canada with James. I'm surprised James doesn't have four feet of snow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, fantasy focus. Fantasy focus. I guess we can do a little soy fight club and call it a night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me talk to you. So, I'm going to preface this with I'm getting tired of having p- the the only games in Patrick Mahomes' career where he's playing like dog shit. Every time I pick a great quarterback in fantasy, the year I get them, they play like dog shit. And I got like six points out of Pat Mahomes this week, and I lost because of it. Well, he shouldn't have played. He shouldn't have played. I know. I wish I would have figured out he had the flu sooner. <laughs> And I would have played Gino, and I would have won. But oh well, that's on me. However, Dilstradamus <laughs> lost two in a row. Dilstradamus, and guess what, Mike? He's going to lose again. Who's he playing this week? Uh, who is he playing this week? Go see him. Oh, he's playing Ortiz. He's got to win. I don't know because he doesn't know who he wants to play at quarterback. Because Herbert has a, a, a difficult task in front of him. Who's, he, <laughs> who's his backup? Brock Purdy on a bye week. <laughs> oh, so there's, there's no Santo Butts. He's playing Herbert. So he's, he's really going to be rooting for the Chargers, who he hates. Yep. And Jacobs against the Giants, not a great matchup. Have at it. Pacheco in Germany. Good luck. Tyreek Hill in Germany. And it's still Tyreek. Still Tyreek, but it's like, uh. Derek Carr hasn't been able to throw a fucking rock into the ocean. So I don't know how he's going to hit Alave. Uh, Goddard Flowers hasn't been getting a lot of stuff. Yeah, I don't know what to expect out of this Buffalo uh, Cincinnati game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jets defense and Justin Tucker. I don't. What does Ortiz got going on? Ortiz has Tua. Nice. Tua Gibbs, Jonathan Taylor. He's got to hurry up and swap. He's got so much out. potential. He's, he's got, got so two much guys potential. Playing. Yeah, he's going to lose by like 30 if he doesn't replace those two. Because he could put it. Who's got a running back? Uh, oh, he could play Brian Robinson. Get him nine. And Jahan Dot. <sighs> he just cut Traylon Burks. Mm. Yeah, no, Anthony, Anthony's winning. <laughs> I just saw Le- I just saw LeBron go 
between the legs, between the legs, fadeaway jump shot in PJ Tucker's face. Somebody looked at, somebody tell the Clippers go hire James. <laughs> <laughs> and uh fantasy basketball. Bing. Bang, bang, bang. Shit like that. Shit like that. Shit like that. Shit like Overcome the the primetime games where only like four te- like two te- four teams are playing. Mm-hmm. And the opponent has somebody on all four of those teams. Because that's a day where I get nothing and they get an easy 140. So that's not a great time. I'm not having a great time because it's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not having a great time because it's bullshit. Oh, that's a... Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm se- I'm sub second in assists. I'm top five in rebounds. My team don't make enough threes. Points against. I'm just fucking. You know what? Points again. We're, we're laughing at Ortiz. Ortiz has won three in a row. So maybe Anthony won't just get the dub. He's facing the hottest team uh, in the league. In the outside, league. outside of V. Yeah. Who who I saw this weekend and was promptly laughing at us. He was laughing at us? Yes. Saying that you should have started going, laughing at him because of his going dumbass to trade this, requests. He's going to win this league, he said. And he's going to laugh and win the belt. He must be taken down. He's created an enemy out of me. Almost that we gotta start I gotta start collecting the fees soon. Where are you at, Mike? So I am right here. Seventh. I have to update I haven't updated my roster yet. Let me let me go back to Teenage Mutant and Jigba Turtles here. A win this week would be big for my team, you know. Oh, I'm facing V this week. Oh, they're all that tough talk. There you go. I'm projected to run through him. Oh, yeah, he picked up Will Levis. He's playing. Oh, he's probably got a bunch of bye weeks, huh? I know I do. He has all of the bye weeks. So no Amon Ross St. Brown, no Sam Laporta, no Justin Jefferson on the IR. Oy vey. So he's got Will Levis, Kamara, Kareem Hunt, Brown. Uh, <laughs> oh, he did. Yes, I, I saw he picked up the Giants defense and Will Levis. Hopefully, uh, German Pat Mahomes and German Travis. Hopefully Taylor Swift comes to Germany, right? So Travis Kelsey plays good games. 
<laughs> She's not coming to Germany. Oh, yeah, you got Darius. Oh, yeah, you have IR Kirk Cousins. You, who are your quarterbacks now? Is this still Deshaun Watson? <laughs> yeah, there it is. Oh, you do. Oh, yeah, you have Deshaun Watson, so you don't have a quarterback. Let's see what quarterbacks are available. Well, I just I have one on waiver, but I can't tell you who. I wouldn't do that to you. CJ Stroud on waivers. Hopefully that clears for me. If not, it'll be Baker. Well, I also just saw CJ Star was available and I just went to go claim him on waivers. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you. I wouldn't do that I to didn't, you. But I did it before bold, you said it. Bold face lie in it. my face. I literally am doing it on the screen, Mike. Before you even said it, you, you as I went to go drop a kicker to claim CJ Stroud, you said I just tried to claim CJ Stroud off waivers. I was like, oh. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. I'm higher than you in the waivers. So. Yes, you are. So it wouldn't make a difference. I can't believe he was still available. That's crazy. Who else is here? Uh, You could go with the Tom Brady still here. Hilarious. Russ is on a bye. Uh, There's still a couple guys here like uh, Baker against Houston. Would also be if you don't get CJ, if neither one of us gets CJ Stroud, uh, Baker against Houston is not a bad pickup either. Ooh, Cam Reddish just tried to end Zubat, but foul. And LeBron's telling him, yeah, do it again. <laughs> Can uh, we so talk about? Up? No, no, no. Can we talk about basketball? Oh, I was trying to talk about fantasy basketball and fantasy you were still on football. I trounced Dylan in week one. Oh, I yeah. stayed humble. I didn't want to jinx it. But you beat the yeah. shit out of me. But you, uh, that's where I realized the problem that has been presented to me. Where it was on those primetime Tuesday and Thursday night games. I can't compete. Because you had in back-to-back primetime games, LeBron, Steph, like in back, like on back days where you put up 140 points on two days where I where there was no other team playing. That that's a week one thing. That was just like that's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what I was sitting. I was messing the chat. I was like, "There's literally nothing I could do different." What am I going to do? Pick up guys in the Lakers who just don't play? Like, all those guys are on rosters. That's just week one stuff, though. That was just like, I mean, ridiculous. Shout out to Roz for a great comeback, even though, as uh, Cass, Zach, Cass already has a hit out for Zach Levine. 
for giving her negative points twice in a week. That twice in a week. But didn't he also score like fifty? And he also <laughs> scored fifty. <laughs> he also scored fifty. She's already fed up with him. I'm. I was laughing. I'm like. This is going to be the fastest we see a player of his caliber on the trade block because she is fed up already. <laughs> already. I told her, I was like, well, trade him then. Trade him. You got to do it now before something happens. Because right. she also has De'Aaron Fox who got hurt. So De'Aaron Fox she, got hurt? Yeah, he just sprained his ankle, though. He should be oh. all right. That sucks. Look at me. I got paid this week, Mike. Oh, the bad the struggle is over. Oh yeah, I uh, they paid me ASAP. Once I was like, uh, uh-uh. they paid me like the next day, the what they owed me. I was like, you are not gonna have me here doing the work I'm fucking doing, and not pay my ass. And my manager was had my back. He was emailing all the people on the backside. I was like, yeah, Charlie, you fucking you do that. You tell him. You, you, tell you him. yeah, just like <laughs> you bring the your big brother to the fight to fight for you. You're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was Nutella. that was me so fantasy basketball is doing good shout out to French for being in last place right now one week closer to the wheel spinning for French yeah I would love also, for a heat culture to also, spin fucking wheel also shout out to Flo who had the second worst week so and me not in last place so close but not in last place Shout out to us here on the Soy Podcast for knowing what we would t- what we're talking about. Problem is, I have a good fucking team. I just keep getting bullshit. I have a really good team. I have a good team. It's just bullshit. Oh, we man. said we said this. As long as my team stays healthy, I have a good team. So for one week, opening week, I have a good team. Like yesterday, how can I overcome this? I have one, two, three, four guys playing, but James has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys playing. I mean, I'm losing right now. No, I'm losing right now too, but it's like, like today, both of us have a full slate, but tomorrow I have... One, two, three, four guys. And he's got one, two, three, four, five. I'm always going to lose. Mm-hmm. Because guys have, like, what the fuck? Julius Randall hurt me tonight. So I have to, I have to figure out, I was like, but I also don't really want to drop nobody. And start fucking fiddling around, but I'm gonna have to because I can't just pick a dude up. I have a guy on my IR, but I tried to pick up fucking somebody, and they're like, "Nope, you can't pick him up." I'm like, "Great, thanks." <laughs> Ruining my life here. Uh, Perfect. Add him to my lineup. Is he playing tomorrow? He's not playing tomorrow. Why did I pick him up? Good job, Dylan. I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be me just trying to figure this shit out. Always just going to have 
a guy not playing. So I'm miserable right now. But there's many a week left. There's plenty of weeks left. So it's on to Soy Fight Club. Uh, we watched Tyson Fury lose. I didn't watch Tyson Fury lose. I watched Tyson Fury lose. <laughs> I watched because... Tyson Fury fight to a draw. That's what I watched. Because Francis Ngannou uh, beat him. Shocked the world. Right there. I'm a firm believer that Francis Ngannou beat Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is a top 10 heavyweight boxer in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And it's uh, hard for anybody to tell me otherwise for how he fought Tyson Fury. And I think Tyson Fury was genuinely shocked that Ngannou held his own in there. I think he severely underestimated Ngannou. He didn't say he looked out of shape. He didn't, he looked like uh that he didn't think he didn't respect his opponent and he almost got what he deserved. Almost got what he deserved and I could tell he could say what he wants. I could tell Francis Ngannou's power is real because Tyson wanted none of that smoke. Once he got knocked down, he was retreating. He got up and he started boxing for real, for real. And then he was like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep him out here with this jab. And that's it. Let me tell you what impressed me the most. Nganu's body work was fantastic. Fantastic. The second he started to protect up top, everything, he started hitting these stiff shots to the body. And I was like... He is a much better boxer than I thought. He's a better boxer than I thought he would be. Uh, He worked. I could tell he trained for this fight. His team had a plan. He took it seriously. He had a plan. He executed it. LeBron James is doing LeBron James things right now. (laughs) I just want everybody to know LeBron is doing LeBron things right now. Um, But he executed... It was it was great. I wish we could have seen him land a good, clean point. I heard Tyson Fury say he never caught me on the jaw, and I don't because you would have died. You would have died. You don't don't think you wanted to get hit on the jaw? We I was watching it at uh, Janice's brother's house, and uh, he's not a big MMA guy. He's a big boxing guy, but he's not a big MMA guy. He goes, I don't know who this Engano is. I was like, just know that Engano has this like nuke on his right hand that would <laughs> literally blow up all of Japan. <laughs> he's he's got that. He channels all the energy like Goku. <laughs> all the energy in Nigeria goes to his fist and right through the fucking face. That's right how good he it. is. Just explodes. He's like really I was like he's the MMA boogeyman. Like people are scared of him. Because John he Jones just ran from him. John Jones didn't run from him. He ran from John Jones. But he ran from John. He ran from no, John. Exactly. No, John ran from him. <laughs> John, John went up yeah. to fight him. 
and 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 use stall tactics to not fight him. John could have fought him, but no, I need two years to train to get ready. To be fair, that is a, a statement, like a thing to do. You you can't just go and put see, on the weight. I didn't see DC take two years to go heavyweight. DC is a actual heavyweight fighter. He has fought many a year. At heavyweight, do we have to go back to his strike force days where he was a heavyweight? <laughs> he would cut down to go to light heavyweight, and he was not meant to be there because he didn't want to be in the same weight class as Kane. That's why he wasn't a heavyweight in the UFC until Kane retired. So stop it. Stop it, Michael. <laughs> and he's also an Olympic wrestler. Like those things, you could you could figure that out. But no, Ngannou's the MMA boogeyman for a reason. Like, I feel bad for anybody in PFL who's fighting him. You're not ready. As, as long as he takes the fight serious, you're not ready. You're not ready. And apparently, is trying to work on a fight against Deontay Wilder. He would beat that. the shit out of Deontay I'm Wilder. I'm not going to hold you. I feel like he would knock Deontay out. He, I don't that's, think he would just knock Deontay out. He would beat the shit out of him. Especially if they go MMA. Like, no, it wouldn't be well, MMA. It would be boxing. The Maybe. difference between Deontay, though, and Tyson Fury is Deontay Deontay's going to, yeah, Deontay's going to actively try to hit him. And if Deontay hits him, I, listen, if there's two men on the planet, that I don't want to get hit with their right hands. It's them two. So the problem is Deontay doesn't know how to jab. So Deontay's not going to be able to set up that straight the way he wants to. Because Ngannou, you have to respect it. You have to respect everything about him because the second he hits you, he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> the second he hits you, it's not just the right hand. It's the left. It's everything. He hits with power. Like that drop on, on Fury was his left. Mm-hmm. Deontay's got a crazy right hand and he has to set it up by getting off that back foot if he can't get off that back foot then it's just going to end up like that Fury fight we'll see what happens because I know and, and God would Joshua. also beat the shit out of Anthony Joshua <laughs> well he's a he's soft so Joshua got knocked out once and changed his whole fighting style because so. now he's scared to get knocked out but he apparently wants to fight Wilder, so yeah, he they because uh, he, he has, has to. to, he has to. It, that fight's only four, five years too late. Yeah, I wish while uh, Joshua would just go back to how he fought against Klitschko and just be a real boxer and stop trying to hide behind the high guard and the one-two and throw actual combinations again and not be a pussy. He fights like <laughs> he fights like bald bull from Punch Out. <laughs> Exactly who he, exactly who he fights like. Tell tell me I'm lying. You're you're not. You're not. That's a great that's a reach. Like a deep pull out of your bag. But that's a very good reference. I appreciate that. Kudos to you, sir. You, you get all the credit in the world. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Uh what else? Uh, did we talk about um, KSI getting robbed? No, but boxing is protecting the Fury family with uh, every fiber of their being. Because even everybody who watched that Ngannou fight either said it was a draw or Ngannou won. Yeah, I said I thought it was a draw. 
Like Eddie Hearn said, uh, and he won by two rounds. I don't know about that, but I, I thought it was a draw. I thought it was a draw heading into that round three or four, wherever he got knocked out, and I was like, "This is Ngannou's fight now." You thought you thought Ngannou won one of the first two rounds? I didn't think he. I did. I didn't think he won either of the first two rounds because he didn't do. Neither one enough. of them did anything, but he had control of the ring. I thought Tyson had control of the ring because he was throwing not. the jab. He was throwing the jab. Like, he was throwing the jab, but he was getting Ngannou was back. trying to. Ngannou was trying to counterpunch. That's all he was trying to do. I, so, forgot, I think it was in round one or two. I don't. I think. The, I think it was the. We just watched the fucking thingy. Where is it? Francis got. What round was this? Yeah, it was round three. So I thought Ngano won round two. I thought Tyson won round one. I thought Ngano won round two because round one, Fury came out, gave him some tap, 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 jab, jab, walked it. And then round two, Ngano got to hit him with a couple body shots, hit him with some strong jabs in a straight, and really started to control uh, the ring. So I had it even going into round three. And then. I thought Fury was winning round three until he got knocked down. And then that's a 10 8. Yeah, it's 10 8. That's 10 8. So now. I thought Fury run, won round four because he came out and was like, all right, all right. So all now right. at that point, he's up three to one. So I was like, all you. right. Yeah, for me, because again, a knockdown's a ten eight. So even if he wasn't, that's now a tie fight. And then uh round eight. Uh here I have the, the clip for it right here. This is where I thought Ngannou was really about to end the fight. Cause he, he was hitting the fuck out of this dude. <laughs> Yeah, this this was the part of the fight where I was there. Like, oh, that right there, I was like, "Oh shit!" Tyson is tired, and Ngannou is not, and that is not a good recipe. And there was also like a sequence where Tyson put his head down, and Ngannou was like, "Wham, wham, 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 wham!" Hit him at the top of the head like five in a row, and I was like, <gasps> "I was just in shock." I know and there was a part where Ngano threw an uppercut from hell that just, just missed. Oh, just missed. And had yeah. that landed, it would have been over. And then uh, the elbow. The elbow was crazy. And it didn't phase fucking Ngano at all. Forged in steel. <laughs> and that also should have been a point deduction. So, I didn't think he did it on purpose, though. It still happened. I did. I did. It was a clean and it elbow. was like a clear as day, clean elbow. Like those are the elbows where. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that this fucking dude literally just fought through and was like, he's nothing, and just good to go fight, is just insane. I thought it was awesome that he had. Uh... Speaking of the elbow, there it is. That he had uh, in, uh, Adesanya and uh, Uzman Boom. with him. Yeah, that was right. cool. Wham! Like, oh, just took it. One, how he didn't get cut from that? That's amazing. That's where it's like this dude is really made of steel. 
because that should have sliced him up something crazy. Oh, this sequence. Okay, here we go. This is probably the last stuff we show from this before we end it. But like this is just these this sequence of this fight where look at him, look at him, he's run away, run away. <laughs> Oh, there, that, there, that, 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 that sequence. That's what I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh. Tyson really did not think he was going to get a fight like this. That's like the best that Tyson has fought against. Like, I think that's uh, the best fight somebody has put up against him in a while. The third Wilder fight was a fight. He just. He just outlasted him, but Wilder knocked him down twice in that fight. Hey, he in the was third hurt. Fight? The third the fight. Part? The third fight. He knocked him down twice in that third fight. I feel like I'm remembering that wrong. I feel like I'm not remembering the third fight at all. Third fight was a good fight. I remember the first. I remember the second. I don't remember the third. Third was a good fight. Because so the third I, I was at the other it. house. I was at the temporary house for the third fight. I remember being there and having it. I just don't remember the outcome. I remember Fury winning. But that's about it. Huh. It's a good fight. You get a chance. I'll watch it back. I have to, yeah, fight. I have to refresh my memory because I, I, I usually have a really great memory with these things. But, uh, huh. It's just like a black cloud. It's like, oh, didn't happen. <laughs> <Never happened. laughs> I just know Fury won. That's it. Yeah, I, that's all I remember. If you actually you could have told me they only fought twice, I'd be like, you're right, they only fought twice. <laughs> <laughs> and LeBron, I just saw the video of LeBron hitting that stupid fucking three point shot he always makes, where he does the go things, go things. The the easily the worst like signature move <laughs> in the NBA. It, it works. It and it works every. It's the old man game. It sees the crafty old guy. Works all the time. But uh, I'm him? Yes. Well, let's uh, let everybody know to hit the like, share, and subscribe button. Hit the notification button so you can know when we go live. Get all the updates for us. We are on all your social media platforms. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, YouTube for visuals, Twitch. We're on all of it. Yeah, let's uh, move on out to uh, I'm Him. Where is he? There it is. I'm him. Year three guard out of LSU. Yeah, that's one. Cam Thomas. Go ahead. Give him this fucking bucket. Get out of here, Evan Mobley. You little bitch. Oh, he missed. <laughs> That was that was a good job. I love Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas, uh, famous for ain't shit funny. Uh, 
last year having that uh four game stretch of averaging 40 points a game including a 50 bomb and then this year starting off with his uh three of his first four games with uh 30 points that's a, that's incredible whether it's a net fan basketball fan that's something that can be appreciated as a scorer uh to start off especially again year three would sit here with Katie and Kyrie and literally fight them in practice and talk about how he's the better scorer than them is the exact type of rational, irrational, like confidence you have to have to yeah. be like a great scorer in basketball <laughs> to really sit there and just be like, no, I tell Kevin all the time. I'm a better scorer than him. Like, and be serious about it. Crazy. And, and he really believes it. And he, and ask anybody in the NBA if they think they're better at scoring than Kevin Durant, they're all going to say, yeah, and they all believe it. But there's only a handful of them can actually be like, no, I'm going to do it too. And shout out to Cam for putting his money where his mouth is and being that guy. So I'm him. Great first week of basketball. Nets are two and two. Great job, Cam. We'd love to continue (laughs) seeing that. So shout out to my boy. We love it here. Uh, my I am him probably will be of no surprise is Will Levis. What a s- debut for the Rook out of Kentucky. Four touchdowns. D-Hop out here cooking the Falcons. D-Hop was also <laughs> brutalizing A.J. Terrell, physically spinning him around, not getting called it off as a pass interferences. And, like, it was hilarious to see, like, I love when stuff like that does get called, just like in the Super Bowl when uh, Jamar Chase turned Jalen Ramsey's face mask. <laughs> Terrible. Like, he physically turned, like, he grabbed AJ Terrell's shoulder pad and pulled him and then sent him into a fucking blender that way. It was, <laughs> I, I was like, well, they're just allowing anything today. <laughs> Shout out to Will Levis. Will Levis bald. That's good. Good for that, dude. He needs it. I'm the Will Levis hater because I didn't think it was very good. Uh, I was a little surprised about his performance, but uh, I will say if he, again, we said it earlier, if he has a performance anywhere near what he did against the Falcons, Ryan Tannehill will never step foot in, uh, on a Titans football field again. He's not stadium. A tight, a Titans football field, whether it's a practice one, <laughs> whether it's a video game one, <laughs> He'll never step foot on a field with a Titans logo again. And Vrabel might uh, just cut him. Doubt it. Because Malik Willis isn't very good. (laughs) He got booed. He got booed bad after like a bobble fumble. And shout out to Will Levis for being an adult and yelling at the fan base. (laughs) The fan base, it's very New York-esque because Titan fans, they hate Will. They, Malik. They they really do not like him. Uh, do you blame at, them at, at all? But like the level of hatred is crazy. Oh, Paul George. Oh, what, what one, do you do? Hit just hit a deep three to make it a one point game with twenty seconds left. Pandemic P. Do you see him with his where where's Waldo uh, costume yesterday? Yes. And he called it, where's Paldo? Yes. And so people cool. promptly started saving that picture just in case he had disappeared. <laughs> oh, we will see that again in the playoffs when he disappears. We're gonna, you're going to see it every day he has a bad game in the regular season. That's going to be popping up. 
And when he turns into Pandemic P again, you will see it. But he has 17 in the fourth quarter tonight. That's not Pandemic P at all. And you also don't really have to worry about it when you got like four other guys in your team that score like 40. So. All right. Yeah. Uh, Where's your, uh, where are those socials? Uh, Underscore podcast, Poppy underscore on all social media platform. I just posted a funny TikTok. That got a lot of likes, a lot of views uh, about a skeleton, and it was a One Piece reference. So please go ahead and watch it. <laughs> I won't. I won't get it, but I'll watch it. He was a. They put a skeleton at the cash register at Aldi's, at Aldi, and uh, there's a character in One Piece named Brooke. He is a skeleton because he, uh, he too much. He uh, all he does is uh, ask girls to see their panties and make dead jokes because he's dead. <laughs> Because he's a, a walking skeleton. So uh, I made the joke. I guess they were working him to the bone. To the bone. And then he and then he has a, a, a unique laugh where he just goes, yo. <laughs> <laughs> so I did all that. So you're working with the bone. And a lot of One Piece fans found that and really liked it. <laughs> I was like 100 likes on that thing. It's awesome. I, I'm happy for you because it's not my world. But I tried to get yeah. Roz to see it. Roz still hasn't seen it. Um, crown jewel. Sorry, uh, sorry. You yeah, scared sorry. the shit out of me. <laughs> that is sorry. sorry. Oh yeah, that's this week. Yeah. Ooh. Hell yeah. We love we lo- we love uh, Saudi blood money pay per views. <laughs> Anything can happen. Are we going to get a new champion? No. I didn't think. I don't think so. Either. I would love for LA Knight to win that title. We might get a new heavyweight champion, though. Mm. You think? Maybe. It's time. Maybe. Was it Shinsuke? No, it's it's Drew, but I don't think it's going to be Drew. I think it's going to be... Priest? Priest, yeah. Yeah, it's time. Seth doesn't need to have that belt anymore. He's not doing anything with it, and the Judgment Day are so over and so hot right now. It doesn't make sense to do anything else. It doesn't make sense to do anything else. Oh, yeah. Follow me on all the socials. I am underscore MBJ. Um, And, yeah, we will be back next week. Be back better than ever. So, from uh, us, let's do the next thing. Go Nets, go Jets. From us to you, we say adieu. Go Nets, go Jets.